Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Welcome back to the Challenge Rider Dies or Hop Up Podcast for episode 13. I am Brian Cohn. With me, as always, is my co-host, Alex. How are you? Brian, I'm not one to exaggerate. Oh, boy. I, I keep things level-headed, steady, normal. Uh, that's what I hear. I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say this was the best episode of the season. So, far. Whoa! Best episode of the season! Wow! This has to be what they were picturing when they, like, in their wildest dreams, when they concocted the idea for this season. Well, why so? It's why so high? I'm not. I mean, I'm not down on this one. But I'm, <laughs> I'm mid on this episode. Why, why so high? I mean, we'll go through it beat by beat. But I just think, like, having two people basically have to decide between winning for their team or protecting their loved one on the other team, particularly Chauncey, where he wouldn't have been in jeopardy. I mean, that's something we have to talk about. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe a lot of it's informed by, I just think we have a lot to talk about and that's exciting to me as a podcaster, but you know, the Mariah and Fessel of it all, like Mm -hmm. turning against your ride or die sort of turning against Ryder Die in the challenge. We get TJ's Ryder Die coming out. Tell me we won't be talking about this for centuries. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, look, I was worried a little bit coming into this week and really the next couple of weeks because there's not going to be a lot of real game talk. There's not a lot of like strategy of who to vote in, who you're saving, because a lot of the times the choices now are going to be made made for you. But there definitely is a lot of meat on the bone. Obviously, the very interesting move during the daily that I feel like kind of got swept under the rug by the time the episode ended, but I feel like is unprecedentedly bad by, by Devin, but there's a lot to talk about there. Yeah. I mean, look, there's some things, uh, there's some things to discuss here. Also, this was like such a good daily and such a good elimination, particularly for the two that went into the elimination. Mm -hmm. I really was excited through the whole challenge and through the whole, the whole daily and through the whole elimination. And it's been rare that that has happened in both the daily and the elimination in one episode in a long time for me. Yeah, they're both very good. It's very interesting that they had kind of a component from the daily sort of into the elimination. I wonder if they were just running out of parts to use and they're like, oh, let's just bring the ropes in. We'll use those for the uh, the elimination type thing. We'll do something there. Uh, but I did. I did like all, all the components of it all. There was a lot. There's a lot of interesting decisions that were had to be made, too. Yeah, it's like your it's like your gym gym teacher, you know. Like mm-hmm. I've got the jump ropes, and now I'm laying the jump ropes out, and it's an obstacle course. That's fine. I, this is like a return to like a little bit of like an older school vibe. Like this, very I mean, so. obviously the the challenge looked very expensive. You know, the graph. You know, everything was great, but it wasn't like a big monster truck coming in and you're jumping off it and you do one one run. 10 times. Like yeah. I really thought this was like them pushing it, something novel, and I actually think. If anyone who has anything to do with the mole is listening, this would be a great mole challenge, but we'll talk about Ooh. that as we get into it. I know you love a mole theory. I do. I do. But no, even like the old school feature of the uh, different symbols, right? Like that's kind of how they used to do eliminations where each symbol, you didn't know what the game would be played, but you have like a symbol of what it could be, strength, endurance, strategy, stuff like that. So look, if 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 people say how much they love this daily, 
enough. You know, MCB loves when you tweet to them so you can get like a free T-shirt unlocked. Maybe they'll unlock better versions of eliminations in future seasons. Feels like more of a you thing, you know? Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, before we get into it, uh, Aaron James tweeted us and said, I know you guys don't listen to the official podcast before you guys do yours. But maybe after, check it out afterwards. This week's with the Mariah's Relay and Lightning. I'm flagging this at the top, not because I assume neither of us have listened to it. I don't know if you did. I did not, but I did see one tweet from her that kind of countered a feeling I had during the elimination. Okay, well, save it because I didn't see it. So I'm excited for you to drop it. I just wanted to put this disclaimer at the top that like, everything we might be saying might be untrue. We're just watching from our perspective, but check it out. Listen to that. I was tempted, but I didn't want to come in, you know, informed. So God forbid I come in here prepared. I didn't want to be informed. So do they always have this may be a very stupid question. That's an obvious yes, maybe, but do they always have the person that's eliminated on as the guest for that week? I mean, that has to be, is that true? I don't know. Or is this just a coincidence? I mean, that would be, let's just look, because that's worth looking into. That feels like a spoiler. I mean, when does this drop? Somebody, t- they tweeted us, Aaron tweeted this at us 14 hours Well, I would ago. imagine the podcast probably drops like at 931. Yeah, like but right that, I mean, episode. there are many times where I haven't watched that and like my automatic, like I would not subscribe to that podcast if I did subscribe mm. for fear of it just like spoiling by the download. Yeah. yeah I don't know if it says the, the guest like in the, in the bio. I don't know. I'm going to find out in two seconds. This is an important thing we need to be doing to open the podcast. I agree. Um, no, it says who it is. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mariah, Nelson, Norris, Casey and K- Kenny were on Kenny's week. That's a. Di- oh, my so- God. Kenny can't even get his own exit press. Oh, but then here. No, because then F- it was Fessel. So he was on Anissa and Devin Chauncey. So it just ha- so happens that the last mm. three have okay. been in order. And the podcast dropped today. So I guess like if it drops like the Thursday at midnight. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, let's talk about Fessel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, he, he's, uh, I always love that, how different people react to coming in after they win the elimination. Some people like try to like be calm and just take like congratulations. Other people like try to like stir up and have like a big party. Fessel just tried to stir up by throwing his partner under the bus, being like, "What the hell, right? Why didn't you? Uh, why didn't you save me?" I, you know, it's funny because two things. First of all, I think I'm starting to Mitch watch Fessel a little bit because mm. there's something so deranged—not deranged—that's not the right word. There's something so like crazy. That's also not the right word. There's <laughs> something so interesting it. about the thought. That like normally it would annoy me that he comes in and says like, well, maybe the other team is done targeting now that they took their shot and missed targeting me and they can like look at somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's so annoyingly lacks like it's it lacks such a basic understanding of the game that it's frustrating and it's so frustrating that it's almost endearing. So I think Fessel, I'm, I'm Mitch watching Fessel right now in that for any new listeners. I am so annoyed by certain things he says that I'm starting to like him. Mm. But back to your point about his reaction with Mariah. It's almost like they're letting Mariah off. Like the rest of the house is letting Mariah off. We get bananas having a confessional. Like I'd never treat my ride or die the way Fussell is. Fussell is 1000% correct to be upset with her. Yeah, he he should be upset. But I think, I think as we discussed, Mariah had very sound reasoning and, would make sense and anything. I was surprised that her team wasn't more appreciative of what like I feel like if I was the the man on her team, I would have been coming in defending her and thanking Mariah. Thank you for doing that for us. You kept us out of the elimination. Like you're the best. We really appreciate you. You're the team leader. Go to you rah rah Mariah. I'm surprised we didn't see that from from Devin and and, and uh, Horacio and Jordan. Like wh- where was that support for her? I, I yeah, it's a great point. I don't know like I don't know if I kept thinking this whole episode or at least this beginning part is Mariah just like taking the path of least resistance and hanging on to, I really didn't know. Like I hadn't kept track of the votes. I didn't know where the votes were going. Jordan's the one who flipped his vote and like you weren't supposed to be the vote. And is she playing dumb, which would totally work on Fessel. Cause I think Fessel's underestimated her their entire relationship on the show. Or 
did she like tell production she was going to burn her vote? They put her last and they were like, you can't switch no matter what. And she's like a rookie. So she's listens to that. Like, I, I, mm. I want to like really understand. There's no way she really didn't like she lost track of the votes. That's like the craziest thing I've ever heard. No, because she even had a confessional in the episode, right? Being like, I'm not going to tie it because then it risks one of our guys going home. So she knew what she was doing. She was, you know, whether she wants to, however she wants to spin it, she was actively choosing to be okay with Fessel going in. Like that's what she was doing. She could spin it however she wants, but that was the decision that she made. But she definitely didn't lose track of the votes. Like she was very cognizant of what was happening. And I'm sure, look, production, I'm sure had a very good idea of who everyone was voting for. And they wanted to put her in that spot because if she goes first, and vote just votes uh, for Chauncey. Like, there's much different dynamic about how this goes, and it's much more heavily on Jordan and his decision. So, production wanted this outcome to happen for sure. No, and we've known from interviews with like, "Are you the one?" That they list their top three, and then production decides the order. And if your number one is still there, you pick your number one, and as you go down. So, like, yeah, for sure, um, this is choreographed. I just the math wasn't mathing, you know. Uh, for me but then he has another reckoning and this one's with Jordan very much giving uh, King Curtis from White Swap who I've already impersonated well not this calendar year um, but this podcasting season where you know (laughs) I keep losing at deals and I don't want to make a deal anymore and it's like you keep promising things and then you're taking shots at me I really was feeling for Vessel am I insane yeah he was kind of just like standing there like turning around like uh like, well, there's like that meme with the guy like looking around, like shrugging his shoulders, like there's no one here for me. There's no one in my corner. He did kind of like seem was like a little bit of a lone ranger there, a little bit, also a little bad, a little bit. But then that was quickly uh, ursup by Jordan and Tori having one of the more awkward fights I feel like the show has ever had, especially just how it was edited. <laughs> there was no music. It felt like it felt like the scene in The Bachelor when Ari broke up with the girl, whoever he was like engaged with at the time, uh, Becca. And they just showed the raw footage, and it was so just weird to see a reality show with no production. That's how it felt like this fight was shown. Like it just felt like they just like took the raw footage and just like cut it into the episode. Yeah, and they cut to Devin as like the face of the audience, like yeah, ooh, ooh, like Scooby Doo, like ooh. even Olivia. Olivia's like a, she's got a, you know makes good good faces. She knows how to play up for the gifts. Oh, one thing back to Olivia for a second. I thought she also played Fessel's return excellent because she was sort of like I was happy whoever returned like she is one of the best politickers in the house when somebody comes back after like I'm screwing her Fessel didn't screw her but like you know she's not upset she shakes it off Rourke friend of the podcast Rourke has a theory that Olivia got the ick while watching Nelson lose the elimination (laughs) but regardless of the reason Olivia great audience member great game player great confessional giver um, up there with Mm. Devin but yeah the Tori Jordan fight was wild I was very impressed by Tori. I, I just felt for both of them because it's like the type of thing where I'm sure a lot of people in the audience are like rolling their eyes like we don't give a shit about Tori and Jordan anymore. Please like stop shoving this down our throat. But like this just feels so there's just a lot of fakeness on the show sometimes. And this is like such a rare thing where you could just feel their pain and just their anxiousness and their just they just w- would want to be anywhere else around any other people besides each other and just dealing with each other in this like stressed up environment, playing for so much money and like it just like getting to them at their core. And it just, it's just so, it's just so different than what some of the nothingness fights that we so typically see. Who is saying that besides Anissa? Like I get that the house is sick of them, but like as an audience, like I'm not sick of them yet. And maybe I do have a higher tolerance for like public fighting, but (laughs) I don't like, I think this is one of the most fascinating, fascinating situations we've had on the challenge. It's heartbreaking and it's difficult. And I agree Mm -hmm. that I feel for both of them. But here, really, I'm impressed by Tori because I think Jordan comes in prepared to hammer on Tori, admits that he, you know, defaulted to spite. I still think that that was like a good excuse for him to just continue to channel it all towards Tori, all the blame. But Tori's like, let's just hash it out. Uh, You know, I put my neck out for you. You made me look stupid. And then she takes him through everything that has happened this season from her perspective. And I get it that it's only one perspective, but it's really sort of a microcosm of what's happened her entire challenge career with him before they broke up. 
You know, like it's always the Jordan show. It's always Jordan's way. Here's what you put me through. I mean, we were behind these very mics talking about how Jordan has like ruined Tori on the show and how Mm -hmm. she's had to apologize for his arrogance and his popping off. And she took a lot of the heat for that. So almost like the way she takes him through all of the events of this season, really, I'm just like letting the air out of the balloon from how he's she's had to deal with him for all of the seasons. That's a good point. Like we only deal with Jordan in like small edited doses. She had to deal with him 24 seven like for many, many days and weeks. So and then I have to like defend him. So that's that's exhausting in and of itself. So um, I can understand. I can totally understand how Tori would be reaching her breaking point and struggling to deal with all this and like wanting and at the very least like the least you could do Jordan is just like back me up and make a decision and and also at the very very least not throw me under the bus in front of the whole house and was it like probably low for Tori to threaten her relationship with Jordan over the festival vote yeah probably but like this is a game people make desperate moves and desperate decisions and also as far as I'm aware, they didn't talk for the last like two years. So right. what relationship, you know, like, and you threw it away by like smashing Norris in front of her. So like, I don't really know what he was being threatened with. And so for here, I am team Tory in this instance. I did get a little emotional when um, the teams then huddled up afterwards and we got the let's do it for Nelly <laughs> rallying cry. Let's do it for Nelly. This is like the the team that Nelly hated, like his whole right. like edit on this team was like he hated the team and he was yeah. ostracized. And they were like, oh, he was the heart and soul of the team. He's like, heart and soul. He wanted to rip himself out of this team. He hated it. He wanted to desert himself, go to the next team. He hated it. Um, yeah, but it, this is where we first get Casey saying like, you know, I I want my team to be safe. It's a women's day. I want to be safe. I could go in, especially when we're down to like a 50-50 on the draw, even if you're not the direct vote. And versus Nani on the other side being in jeopardy. Uh, but one thing, Tori is so certain that if she loses, it will be her. Do you agree with that, that Tori will be the direct vote? So it would be between Tori, Casey, and Olivia. And Olivia. Oh, wait. No, Anissa. Anissa. Yeah. Um, I don't see why it would specifically be. I mean, I guess because Tori feels like she's their best player, that she would just they would, they would want to weaken the team by definitely going after for Tori. I mean, it's 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 likely. I wouldn't put it as like a definite type situation. I mean, I guess it would. I, I guess because Nani's on that side, it would be tough to go after Casey. But I mean, Devin's there too to go after Tori. Um, and honestly, I feel like Devin would have more of an influence in the vote than Nani would. So I would put it more past Devin to save Tori. Um. Yeah, so I don't think Tori would definitely be the vote. Yeah, I think Tori, my, at least my impression was that Tori was like after the whole Jordan of it all. And maybe it is true that they'd want to, like, Anissa sort of forecasting that the house is sick of them. So maybe they would take a shot at one of them to get them out. Um, I think the best argument is that they don't want to make that, like, Nani won't not only want to make Casey the direct vote, but won't want to make Anissa the direct vote because Anissa is like potentially scarier in an elimination mm-hmm. than Tori. But Casey has Nani, but Casey also has Fessel on that side. So that's two advocates. Am I wrong about the team? No, no, you're right. No, you're okay. right. Yeah. Um, and, so, and even as, as bad as Jordan and Tori are, like, I still think. Jordan directly voting Tori. Like, I don't think he would even do that. I think even through all that they've done, I think if he could, he wouldn't vote for her. I'm really torn because I thought that too. And that's why originally I was bringing this up because I was like, Tori's being overdramatic. Like she's very well protected and it would be stupid for Jordan because no matter what Tori and Jordan go through, Tori will never say his name. Like nobody will be more loyal. Jordan's not even loyal enough to himself more than Tori is loyal to Jordan. But I don't know if Jordan gets like the right amount of frustrated and spiteful. I think he could say like, you know, we're really done and I'm voting you in. Um, but only cause he's more of a loose cannon, but I still think like Tori does get a lot of like, it's me, it's me, it's me energy all the time. Right. Who's, I don't who think is doing definitely- that on USA? What was that? That was that Dom. He was doing that on uh, USA. One. He was like, <laughs> yeah, it's me, yeah, it's yeah. me every week. Yep. 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 Paranoia. Yeah. America. 
We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. I have a long-term bet opportunity. This week on NGOG, I talked about a long-term bet my brother and yes. I made that will be determined over the next three years. Um, I would like to see where you stand on this bet. Definitely will, better than two to one odds, though. So yeah, play it out. Will Amber and Chauncey get engaged on MTV? And I'm going to expand MTV to mean on the challenge, on a reunion, on a challenge pre-show, any challenge-related television content, including YouTube video, re- after sh- after special show, like any. I wouldn't go as far as to say like an Instagram post. But if they go live on MTV and propose, not an announcement, a proposal, I'll count right. that. So they, so the only thing caveat with that is like the reunions already happened, so like we would have known. This could be over the next ten years. The next, well, I mean, I would hope they're not just dating for the next ten years. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I would take the no. I mean, the fact that you're just you're not even giving me engaged, you're giving me the engaged. Like I would take almost, I would take the better odds that they don't even get engaged. Let alone. Are you serious? Oh, I'll take the bet that they get. Engaged. I mean, I, I would lean towards engaged, but if I'm just <laughs> stripping out the engaged part and just getting the on MTV portion, then yeah, I would lovely to take what with those that that side of the aisle. I'll give you two to one on engaged. No, I mean, I do think they get engaged. I do. I think they. I mean, look, she is head over heels in love with him and it seems like he's head over heels in love with her based off how like he's acted and, and they've been talking all season so I would I very much think they're going to get engaged I just don't think it's going to be on MTV I think it's bad karma for me to push you on betting about the engagement because it's too real but um because I was going to be like well what would it take bet 10 to get 50 mm-hmm. now I'm like Jones in for a long term bet <laughs> but I I think the edit has shown us so much information about Amber wanting to be engaged to Chauncey and start their life and get married and whatever. So either the edit supports it, A, B, they don't have enough material, or C, Amber and Chauncey are working so hard to get let ring paid for by MTV, which I mm-hmm. respect, and, and as they should. I feel, uh, and they want to right the wrong with the breakup between Tori and Jordan. And I think Amber and Chauncey will get engaged on some MTV adjacent platform. Will they have a cutaway to Kara being like when they break up, he has to, she gets to keep the ring. Will they have that uh, brought back as well? But I just love how much we're getting into betting. I feel like your your new. I know you were talking about a, a business idea on NGOG. I feel like your next career opportunity is you're going to create like a sports betting platform for reality TV and gimmicky stuff. You're just going to create sitting odds for different things to happen in life, and that's just going to be your your new business. Now I, w- I learned one lesson in a class in college. We talked also about silly college classes on NGOG. A lot going mm-hmm. on this week. Um, Alex Chester is calling it worth slowing down from two x speed. Um, <laughs> I took one class on entrepreneurship and learned that you don't want to be in a losing industry, you know, where there's, where there are losers. Well, there is the losers when you're the house. I can guarantee that. Well, no, the losers are the people who lose to the house. Well, no, you're just setting the odds. You're not making the bets. You set the odds. Other people bet and you're just, you know, you, you, oh, you collect I'm the VIG. The odds. You get the VIG. Well, I'll spoil a portion of the uh, football, AKA soccer podcast. I did behind the 32 fans paywall. Chester bought a wedding gift for his wife, not a wedding gift, a birthday gift. And they were earrings and they like exploded from Amazon. (laughs) And while he was out trying to find the the earrings to show us on camera, which were never shown, um, I set the line at what he spent on it. And I set it at 250. And Akiva was like way under or way over, way over, way over. It was like 236. Wow, lucky, yeah. Come on. That's pretty good. Come on. Now I'm like really getting into what, it. What is an earrings that can make them explode? My brother texted me and said, that's a feature, not a bug. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, so I, 
I think they're going to get engaged on MTV. You don't think they are. I just like the long-term bet of it all. Like that this could be, we could be betting mm-hmm. over five years. Sure. We can, we can keep these tracking. Could we need like a, a chief gambling correspondent? Chief, Kyle? Uh, <laughs> that is part of the party correspondence. Uh, maybe he can hire someone underneath him to track that. What if I put, what if I put a, on the drinking game, Chauncey and Amber get engaged as like, Pop a drink a keg, <laughs> like, drink a and keg. that just stays on. That just stays on my drinking game board forever, <laughs> forever until it forever. happens in perpetuity. That'd be great. Okay, hard right turn into a very sad, touching moment. You cried when the losing team got together to talk about Nelson. Right, uh, uh, Nani's mom's birthday happens on the show. I mean, this has been a really emotional journey for Nani. I'm glad that they've highlighted that not only in just one episode, but throughout the season, Casey, an amazing girlfriend, like continues to highlight it in the deliberations. And here, I thought this was a really touching moment for, for Nani's moms, the little heart balloon. So. Yeah, it was. It was, it was very, very sweet. And we got a few, mo- a few of these moments throughout the episode. And it really felt like we were setting up for like the Nani farewell thing. It felt like she was like, like passing on her good remarks to everyone, like wanting to like say goodbye to everyone. It felt like we were like this, like this was Nani's last like last episode here. I was that's why I was as a jump even further ahead, but I was very surprised about the outcome of the elimination because I was so convinced this was like the Nani elimination episode, just on how much they were setting things up with. Um, but like this this scene and the other ones that Nani talks about with her mom were, were of course very touching and it's very sad and you know it's amazing. I mean, as Casey said, it's amazing she's kind of held her own and like she's been pretty good all season like she hasn't any like weird like blow-ups or anything she's kept her attitude pretty good so she's been pretty good all season yeah tj says you're looking like the old nani again i know he didn't mean this but like she's looking the least like the old nani that she's ever looked in a good way yeah the old nani (laughs) like getting drunk and throwing noodles at people which don't get me wrong i love that nani that's a great nani but like this is like you know it's a you know a, a, a mature nani i guess we could say Cut to Cohen Bryant underscores tagged you on TikTok. <laughs> I love that Nani. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I just completely forgot what I was gonna say because I got distracted by my own bit. Um, no, uh, let's move on. Nani's All great. Right. Oh, 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 you said you thought Nani was gonna go home. Yeah, I thought especially these this scene was setting up an Amber v Nani elimination. Really poor Mariah, like Amber and Nani both got like incredible edits about their loving yeah. partners and their fight and their experience here. And then Mariah goes out with just like, you screwed me from Festival. Here's my thing with Mariah. Like I thought like, she seems like a pretty decent athlete. But mm. oh, she, OK, athlete, I don't know. She seemed <laughs> to do OK. But did she really offer much or was she just connected to the people that offer him? Like she had her fling. She's connected with bananas. So she has that. And like, she has him in, in her ear giving advice and doing stuff. Obviously she's connected with Fessel and has all that stuff going on. Like her individually. I don't know what she really brought to the table much this season. Yeah, and I think that is like communicated by the editors in her exit and that the other two women who she's potentially going to go against get way better edits than she does here. Mm -hmm. I think also like this could have been edited in a way where she's the hero for turning on Fessel in favor of her team. Like you said, where's the applause for her from the team? Nowhere to be found. I'm sure it was given. Um, Yeah, I I think it's a good point. I think the edit suggests that maybe she didn't have much going on even in the elimination, right? Like she goes out like a great sport. It could mm-hmm. be read. Like she didn't care. I don't believe she didn't care, but like, she's just like, okay, whatever. Like I spelled it wrong. Bye. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe her tweet will shed more light on that. But yeah, it, she was kind of under Fessel's thumb. I, I take it back. Her and Fessel like killed that challenge. I don't mean to like dog her athletic ability. Um, but yeah, she, I'll spoil it. She dropped like very mid to, to middle of the bottom of my want to see return list. Yeah. Like uh, if we see, if we don't see her again, I'm not going to be like, how do they not bring back uh, Marat? Like I'd be, you know, I'd be okay with it. Should we get to the daily? Yeah. Uh, we, I think we both uh, said so we, we very much enjoyed it. It was called Blind Faith. Um, four heats. You had to choose different people for each heat um, just based off uh, a symbol of what they what the challenge would be um and then you know there's a running time not just like whoever wins it first which is the important caveat to this one so running time and whoever had the best time at the end of the four 
four heats would would win. Okay, so I have a lot of questions about the game will be called. Should it have been? I don't know. We'll get a new name. Um, but like different ways to have changed this game. Not that I think would be better or worse, but what do you think about it? If if I'm going to give you some scenarios, lay it on me. Okay, so should they have been able to see all four symbols and decided who did what first, or did you like the one by one reveal? Uh, I very much wish they had to decide ahead of time. Like, here are the four symbols. Here, like, decide now who's playing with who. Why? Because by the end of it, first. The last one it was just process of elimination, like who was gonna go outside of Jordan going twice. Um, like they know other choice, like those are the people that just had to go. And it just I just feel like it would have set you just should, you should you should be set in with who's going with what and just make your decisions and then you shouldn't let prior out prior things influenced as it goes along. Yeah, I mean I, I first thought that it was gonna be you see them all four and decide. Um and I was a little bummed when it was one reveal at a time. But it does add an interesting layer of like, okay, it's Jordan. I I didn't realize he was going to go twice, but like, okay, Jordan's going to take the target and then they've burned him. Do you save him up? Do you burn like one good person on a puzzle, one bad person on the puzzle one? Like it does make a little bit more of like, ooh, I could get screwed, which is sort of what happens with Mariah. That said, you got to assume the last one's going to be the hardest one. Just you're on a television Mm -hmm. show. So I thought that was just a bad job by them. Yeah, totally fair. Um, should you have been able, should you have had to decide, even if it's one by one revealing the squares, should you have decided who's going to play before you see the other person? Or did you like that like Jordan had to step forward and then Fessel steps forward just because Jordan, not based on the uh, picture reveal? Oh, that didn't bother me at all. That, that I, I wouldn't have cared either way. So okay. was, I'm indifferent on that one. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, I think it ends up hurting Fessel because he's like, well, I could do anything Jordan can. Well, like, not right. necessarily. You don't have the same skill set. Um, you already touched on this, but did you like the total time versus like a point for each team win, each checkpoint? Loved it. And I couldn't believe how transparent they were. That was unbelievable. They literally were showing the time. I was going. I was like, stopping it. I was like, doing everything. Uh, that was, it was, it was stunning how transparent they were with the time. Once again, a dream scenario when you make this challenge that someone's going to take a half hour lead that they are going to blow in the last round such that you can reveal the time like that, that clearly. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was great. I, I didn't, again, they should do this type of thing for other um, things, but then they, maybe they don't always get as lucky as like a type of thing like this. And they want to keep this suspense. Here's a question for challenge stats. So mm. I'm just putting it out there. I'm not expecting you to know this. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. If there is a gross food challenge in the challenge proper, meaning like in the dailies or in the eliminations, is that mean there will not be a gross food challenge in the final? Mm. Or has there ever been a a gross food challenge in both the daily and the final? That is a good question. I don't, I can't think of, I can't even think of many daily gross food eatings. I feel like those are usually always saved. For the final, maybe in some mini finals, they've tossed in like a, a small version of of an eating thing. Um, even like I feel like they did one in All Stars, but I feel like that was the, that was the final. Um, yeah, I don't, I can't think of any dailies with food, but again, it must have been a, if they had, it would be a smaller version. This one seems pretty. This would have been a, a final esque type thing with the amount of drinking and puking they had to do. Yeah, I, I would be curious if anyone knows that. Uh... I don't expect anyone to, but it did. It did to me project that there will not be a gross food challenge in the final, especially we're this close to the final, and it's a lot of vomit. I mean, TJ was. I mean, he maybe because he doesn't get to see it um, in the final as much because he just doesn't. Obviously, he's not there for it. But he was really enjoying himself watching Fessy and Jordan nearly die. So he he was having a, a grand old time. Is it weird that they didn't tell us what was in it? Sometimes they don't. They just play like a gross food or something like that, like a gross liquid. They don't always necessarily say. I feel like that's when it's like a smoothie, though. Like, what were the chunks? Like, I needed to know what they were mm. throwing up. I'm okay not knowing. I'm good. <laughs> the other frustrating thing, like Tyson and a lot of the people on Challenge USA, like talked about how, like, on Survivor, it's very strict. You've got to get it all down. And if you, not to be gross, but if you, uh, you know, up Chuck, you got to get it down, Chuck. Mm-hmm. Um, here, 
on the challenge. It's like they want you to puke. They want the montage. Right. It's encouraged. But you see Fessel just spraying immediately. Like, that's the strategy is like put it in your mouth and spray it out and pretend to vomit. Jordan is so Jordan that he is like actually consuming it and then actually vomiting. Yeah. I think I've definitely heard challenges talk about like that's like the either the way to get around it or maybe out MCV's. Up, like is I was aware of it, but they don't even care. Is yeah, you just you drink a little bit of it, but like you could just puke as much as you want. It's like you don't actually need to drink it as 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 much as maybe you used to in the past. Especially when it's liquid. When it's food, you have to at the very least chew it to a, some level of form to like get it to be small enough. You can't just be like puking up a giant <laughs> piece of hot dog and like expect it to be fine. So with the liquid, it makes it much easier to get around the puking uh, rules. Yeah, and and I you know. To me, the gross part is really having it in your mouth. Like, certainly swallowing it is worse. But um, I wonder if having actually swallowed it hindered Jordan's performance in the final round. I mean, honestly, it's not. It wouldn't surprise me because I would imagine he got super dehydrated when you do that. Like, I know. I mean, this daily took it's seemingly like 10 hours. I would imagine they got there like pretty early on in the day. And by the time it was done, it was night. So this was like an all day thing. So maybe he had enough time to recover. But, you know, if, I don't know if they gave him food or liquids. Like, he could replenish himself. But. I would imagine it that took a toll on them. Um, so getting sort of back to, to should they have. Caitlin G says, how long do you think Fessel would have been trying to hit the target without Devin's help? Devin steps in to help Fessel at the insistence of seemingly other other people when they have about a half hour lead. Should Devin have done this? No. <laughs> Insanity. The only way you do this is if you say forfeit the rest of the challenge, save Fessel, and then I'll help him do this so he's not dying out there. But there's no way you're risking your team's winning. Like, yes, they had a half-hour lead, but a half-hour lead, you, like like people said, you don't know at all what the next few rounds will be. This is the first one. What if the, the any of the rounds was like a three-hour marathon? You don't know that, where a half-hour could easily be made up. So this was... I, I couldn't believe what I was watching when, when Devin was going through this. And of course they were setting up like we have an insurmountable lead. It'll take a miracle to come back. And so I knew at the very least it was going to be a nail biter. Uh, if, if, if not, they were going to blow it in altogether, but I, it was ridiculous that Devin did this ridiculous. Yeah. I've obviously agree. Even with like without hindsight, like even if they had won, we'd still be here hammering them of like, they're lucky they won. Um, mm-hmm. Devin gives us like a passable excuse in the confessional, which is like, well, everybody else wanted me to do it, and Tori's on the other side, so it doesn't really hurt me if my team loses. But I think that's a real hindsight is 2020 moment for him. Yeah, that's trying to save face because that, I mean, uh, it, it's, it was just hard. Like, it was just really bad. And I couldn't believe that after the fact that he didn't get more heat, I guess, because people were encouraging him to do it. But I mean, it was, um, I couldn't, I couldn't, I could not believe it. And then from Kyle Picard, should Chauncey and Casey have thrown the last part of the daily? Um, but also to save like Chauncey to save Amber and Casey to save uh, Nani or just to repay what Devin did? No, no, no. I think the idea is that at least, especially for Chauncey, right? Like I think for Casey, you don't also just not the way Casey like views the mm-hmm. game. And I think that's what really happened with both of them is both of them really have like a winner's mentality. like we win even if it doesn't strategically make sense for the game. I think for Chauncey, it makes almost no sense that he didn't throw it for Amber. It, it did. It makes no sense. So he should have thrown it. Is what you're saying. I mean, I don't think it behooves him to come out as a big physical threat. I think he could have easily like faked an inability to do it. I mean, maybe it became clear that they were never going to get it on their side. I don't know. But uh, or it would have become clear that Mariah was never going to get it and he would have had to to do it. But it's not a girl's day. I don't think they're going to the final in teams. So eliminating another strong woman off your own team. Isn't that going to hurt you and is going to help potentially your girlfriend win by cutting down the female competition? Mm-hmm. You save her from having a 50-50 chance of going in. And then you make yourself look a little bit weaker because I think this is why Mariah ends up um, safe from... Wait, my brain just broke. Sorry. Uh, anyway, the point is, I think you have a better chance of going in and pitching and saying, I'm the weakest person on my team. Don't vote me in. I'm helping you win. Yeah. Uh... 
I think maybe you can get there, but I like I just think for Chauncey, I think it's the same thing like with Casey. Like you said, I just think that's not he wants to win. Like he's on here to win as much as he can to he's a competitor. He wants to do his best. And honestly, I think Amber would have been super pissed at him if he like purposely threw it. I think she would have been incredibly mad at him uh, based off all, all their conversation that she would. If anything, I feel like she's the one that's going to fall on her sword to save him at some point. That's more of the trajectory that it seems like it would go towards because she's like, I've already got my win. I want to see you succeed more than anything. Like, I think she would be so upset if Chauncey did anything that would make him lose or do anything in that regard. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know that. I mean, I don't believe Amber when she's like, vote me in if you ever have to. Like, I don't think she'd ever actually like be mad at him for voting her in or for not saving her here. But I think we get a different like, oh, my God, my man is my hero. Look at what he did for me. But but I but, but to a certain extent, I agree with you in just that, like, to the extent that he can throw it, he has to look like he didn't throw it. And he can never even admit to Amber or anyone until after the season that he did throw it. Like, I don't think he should be like, sorry, mm-hmm. guys, like I can't do this for my girlfriend and like fall on a sword. Right. I think this was one that he could have potentially made it look like he gave it his all and he just lost. Yeah, just blame Devin. And then, you know, it never would have mattered because Devin they would have just wanted it on their own. <laughs> um, speaking of blame. Jordan's confessional, like giving Mariah like real heavy blame where it's like she doesn't the grip strength to hang on to the bar and then she can't get to the bar if Jordan gets there first. Just absolutely brutal way to go out for Mariah. Yeah, really just throwing her under the bus hard. I mean, look, Jordan, like he should, you know, we, we give Jordan a lot of we give Jordan a lot of slack for things. He does things wrong. We usually give him a lot of praise for things he does well competitively. This was a bad job that he had like a 30 minute lead. And he couldn't do it. And we've seen other people do this type of challenge before. Like we've seen uh, other people do it. And he just, he failed. He failed pretty bad. This is one of Jordan's, I would say, worst fails that I've seen him have on the challenge. That, that he did that, that poorly. Here's the controversial yet brave thing. I don't know that anybody on his team would have been able to do it. The, the women. Uh, yeah, I mean, who, who's, who's the no? Um, like Amber uh, has to be your best possibility, but probably. like, I, I don't think Nani's doing this. No, I mean, look, I wouldn't think so. I, I, I mean, I, I would say Amber would probably have a better shot, but yeah. Um, I mean, Casey is one of the best uh, females right now, so like, it's not surprising to see her do so much better than Mariah or anyone else would have done here. Yeah, and like, I, I was trying to think like, how could they have improved their chances here? Because like, first I was ripping on them, you know, in my head to myself, like you know, the hardest thing is going to be last. Like, why save Mariah for last if you think she's, like, one of the weaker? And I don't think she's weak, but just compared to a strong field, right, on your team. But I think Jordan does have enough, like, ego and hubris to be like, well, whatever it is, I'll be able to do it single-handedly. And it's yep. like, no, you can't. Yep. Not this one. Nope. Um, okay, so Amber, Nani, and Mariah are vulnerable. Um, Amber has a really sweet moment coming through and everything you you said that like, you know, not only maybe would she be mad if he did throw it, but she's certainly not mad that he didn't. Although kind of not easy to say, because you can always go into an elimination and lose. But when it's Amber going to go against Nani or Amber's going to go against Mariah, if she goes in, I don't dislike Amber's chances here. No, certainly not. But I did really enjoy her in the interrogation. Like, I think this was like, I don't know how much it was even up the chance. I feel like it was, it was almost definitely going to be Mariah as much as they were trying to make it seem like it might not have been. This felt like the most slam dunk one they've had, but I just really appreciated seeing people throw names out and reasonings out like to see Amber just walk in there and just defiantly be like, who here as a rookie did just got the stroll right to or didn't get the stroll right to a final. Just like make everyone point like realize that like, she's a rookie go after her and like really play up to being close with Nani, with Casey and, and Bananas right there, like play up to their egos. Like, I thought she did that super well. And it was just refreshing to see, like, an interrogation have any semblance of a moment when this really could have just been a complete another gun. I agree. Nani had the same energy, too, which is like, I'm afraid to go against Amber. Like, Amber's like a beast. And Mariah is like new and untested. So she sort of like went about it in a less obvious way, but it was like clear that she won Mariah. I love how Amber ag- agree. I love how Amber made it like I'm loyal to Nani and I like Nani as opposed to what Mariah did, which is like, well, obviously it's not going to be Nani. 
And it's like, well, that's not, that's like sort of calling out bananas and Casey and the people on that side versus right. like extending an olive branch and say like, I'm aligned with you. My interests are aligned with you. That I thought was genius on Amber's part. Kyle Picard says Amber winner at it. I've thought this for a few episodes now. Yeah. Uh, I, it would be pretty fun to see her win a second time. Um, I, I would be here for it. I would be here for it. Maybe they, they, you know, they, they win the final and Chauncey proposes at the finish line. I, look, I'm, I'm here for it. Um, and then you said it was a slam dunk. It was going to be Mariah and Shelby could mean with the, the draw also. But Shelby Hine Miller says, did the edit fool you on who was going into elimination this week? I thought it was Amber for sure and almost thought she might go home based on the edit. No, I, th- I was expecting it to be Nani and I, I was expecting Nani to lose. I was. I just didn't feel like Mariah was getting enough for that bump to go home. I feel like we were getting a Nani farewell song here. Um, so I was I was, thought it would be Nani and I very much thought she was going to lose in like heartbreaking fashion. It seemed like it was going to be. Um, I was surprised that Mariah was the direct vote just because I thought and I guess the ride or die like it's really just about the ride or die energy and the alliances that Nani and Amber have. But from a team perspective, Mariah should absolutely not be the house vote because you should want to, or the direct vote, because you should want to weaken the other team. And I think on experience alone, Amber and Nani have Mariah all day. I don't know why Mariah isn't making that pitch. Like why she's going in and saying, I'm loyal when at least from the other team's perspective, you've dogged your own ride or die. And she shouldn't, she be saying like, I'm the reason that you won today. Yeah. I think she, I mean, I think she kind of made the pitch about Amber being a beast, right? I think she kind of mentioned like, Oh, she's like beast to the final before. So we know what she could do there. I feel like she sort of made that pitch, but didn't fully formulate it properly to get it across. And, you know, even even again, going back to how she like pitched Nani, right? Like as you said, like just saying like, oh, Nani's not an option. Like even just that phrasing shows that she doesn't have like her politician skills down about how to properly try to articulate an argument. But I I still felt like she was drawing that because even though yes, you want to weaken the team as much as possible, you do also want to try to strengthen like the support on your own team. And if there is like a coalition of people that want to save certain people, I do think it helps to like abide by them even if it is not necessarily going after the strongest person yeah that's a good point i i also think like in some respects they have to be considering the fact that like you could be running the final with the people here and like that's why we see people ending up like especially like uh like opposite gendered pairs like considering like i want to keep stronger people to run the final we're not getting people talking about that yet but i feel like that's always in the background no, I think, I mean, I think it was, it might have been this week or last week, Banana said he was, they were like both surprised about how that it shifted away from the teams, uh, so it shifted away from the pairs. So I guess now they're probably just prepared for anything come the final, whether it's teams, individuals, back pairs. Like, I, I think they're probably preparing for any possibility. Um, so we get kind of a split vote, but definitely seems like we're getting some burn votes on Nani and Amber, and it really, everyone knew Mariah was going to go in. Um, we end up having Amber safe in the draw. Nani versus Mariah. A plus acting. Again, even when <laughs> I could enjoy Amber, right? And then as Anissa points out, she's just like so overly dramatic. The ooing and eyeing, the going back and forth. The, like, you pick <laughs> it first. I can't do it. It's like, I want to like Amber. And then she's like doing this. It's like, just pick the damn dagger. Just pick it. Come on. Uh, Yeah, I, it's like she's struggling with a 50-50 decision that her like instinct has nothing to do with. But it works. She does pull the safe dagger. So who are we to argue yeah. with it? Yeah. I guess we're us. That's all we're doing is arguing with it. But uh, right. well, let's talk about the, the woman of the hour. And I'm not talking about Nani. I'm talking about Roxanne Lavin. Incredible. Just out of the blue, out of the clear blue sky, <laughs> out of left field. Just <laughs> He's like, I have a special guest here to... If, you know, help watch the elimination. And I think if you gave me like a thousand guesses, I don't think I would have landed on his wife just being there. I would have thought maybe they're bringing in like enforcers to like do the challenge or something like that. Like I, I had no idea where this is going, but look, I guess it's, you know, date night and they got a like, hot reservation to get to. That's why she's like, let, just let me just meet you there. We'll go straight from here to the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be like promo with like M3 Gin or right. like Evelyn is here, like you know, they're like women, strong women are here, and here's Mrs. My Burger wife. King to give out more whoppers. 
Um, I died though because she hit us with a kill it. Yeah, she was great. <laughs> we should co-host. Would people be? I don't think I, I, I could do it. Bring them, bring her in. Make them co-host. They'll be great. I wouldn't go that far, but like I think she's like get get Nick and Vanessa out of there and get them on Love Is Blind. Oh TJ my god! Take all take all of my money <laughs> if TJ is hosting Love Is Blind. Every dollar, every single dollar. Um, a great a great moment where uh they're doing the puzzle and. TJ points out to Roxanne. Uh, well, Mike Christensen said it in a question, so I'll just read that. Did the shot of TJ telling his wife Mariah had a terrible strategy giveaway Nani was going to win? There may not be a winner's edit, but they definitely would never give a TJ dodo edit. All, for me, all that is giveaway is that that is going to be a gif I will be using many, many times in my life when I'm watching <laughs> many, many shows and I want to point out something. That was incredible. We never see TJ like give commentary, really. Like, he, you know, he's, he just watches. Here we go. He's giving thoughts and strategies. Strategy was horrible. Which I agree was a pretty bad strategy. It it had the excitement of when like Rob and Sandra are in like this shack of yes. secrets at Tribal yeah. Council. Like I love the cutaway. <laughs> I frankly didn't think it was horrible strategy. That's what's so funny about it. Like I'm a I'm a visual person and I like to move things around. Like with Wordle, sometimes I'll like write it down. It wasn't bad strategy. It ends up. I agree with Mike. To me, Nani was always going to win this one uh, from the edit and just the energy, even when. Mariah hits the button first and they go to commercial. I was like, oh, so Mariah has a spelling mistake. Like there's just, there's no world that TJ is going to say she has a bad strategy and then Mariah's going to win. Yeah. I'm just glad it wasn't like, you know, missing the the pipe in the tree type situation. And at least Mariah didn't have a, a level of reaction that uh, Laurel did. Uh, so it was much, much calmer uh, on this occasion. But <laughs> were you mad? That, I feel like TJ shouldn't have said anything. I think he just should have like been like, like, if they know they have to push a button, I don't think it's on TJ to just yell at them to do the next step. I think they should just, whoever figures out to push the button should push the button. It's hard. I mean, it's very much giving Wendell. Uh, I, it didn't bother me because they were both done. If Nani was, like, check, and Mariah was, like, finishing, and then Mariah ha- had an opportunity to finish and hit the button because Nani didn't, like, I agree that TJ shouldn't tell them what to do. But to the extent that they're both done and they're both not hitting the button, then I don't mind like mm. them having equal time to hear his tip and then act on it. I guess that's a fair point. Because she still gets it first. Right. Like Nani finishes first and Mariah gets the button first. So yeah, incredibly close, incredibly close. And this will though. So the take I was going to have coming on here was I've like we, I think we've always both been proponents of like it's okay if people in the crowd help out and it's just part of the show. But like I very much enjoyed this elimination of no one helping out it seemed like everyone was on their own but uh mariah seems to have squelched that because she had a tweet that said so funny thing about this elimination they weren't supposed to help but casey spelt kc helped nani jordan said really and that helped me so i guess people were helping hmm interesting that they said you're not supposed to help because that really you know what maybe i am changing my tune on the helping because it it would have ruined this elimination. I'm glad they edited it out because it was so exciting watching Nani get hung up and then have that light bulb going off. Like she literally had like a brain blast emoji and got that like fourth one that was like a breakthrough. And if it was just like Casey shouting out the word, that that isn't as exciting. Yeah, it's not. Um, that is very, very interesting though. Mm-hmm. But it's weird that they would edit it out because I'm mean, like they've never edited it out before. Um, and look, if they're if they're each getting help, it was like equal help. So it's this is a tough one to help with like letters because it is a very we have to like sh- I guess they were shouting out the letters to each other. I don't know. But well, if you unscramble the word and just shout out the word, right? I think that's the well, you have to shout out the scrambled letters, obviously. But then you're also helping the other person. Oh, could they not see the sign? I don't think so. Oh, okay. But even if they could, then, right, if you're just yelling out the word, they each have the same words. So you're just helping everyone out. Yeah, but if somebody, but it's like, okay, if Nani's got a a one word lead, which she seems to have like the whole time, and she's like stuck on it, you. Right. You got to hear it. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm happy they edited it. Like, Mm -hmm. that's fine. Lie to me well, which they did. Uh, and I really, really enjoyed watching this. I was excited by it. Yeah, it was very close. Very dramatic. 
I am getting tired of them saying great season. I do think like three episodes ago, I was like, oh, I love that they're like great season. Anybody who's still there now had a great season. We don't need to keep saying great season. And uh, Mariah is a solid individual. <laughs> Same. What a weird uh, exit. But like, do you think that's like TJ's like uh, at home speak? Like everyone has like different phrases <laughs> or like a personality, like, you know, like your work voice, your like your, your friend's voice. Like, does he say like solid individual type of stuff around his wife? Is that like where he got that one from? I mean, they seem to have a lot more romance in the relationship than somebody who would say you're a solid individual yeah, around his wife. Very odd. Solid individual. <laughs> I've heard worse. The tw- Twitter bio worthy. <laughs> Should I? I don't have a bio. Should I put solid individual? No, no, Mariah should. She should put uh, TJ called me a solid individual. <laughs> um, where are you putting Mariah? We projected this a little bit earlier, but where are you putting Mariah in uh, your want to come back? Um, let me not not that high. I have to pull up my uh, my list. I don't have it as readily available as I should. All right, well, I'll spoil mine while you yeah, pull it up. It. Right now, just as an update for the women, I have Norris, Michelle, and Laurel sort of roughly in a tier tier one. Then I have Raven, Veronica, Kayla. Um, and then I sort of have like another tier. I put Mariah here, but I think she's sort of in the mix with my Mariah, Colleen, and Sis. Because I kind of am like, would I rather see more from Colleen and Annalise than what I've seen from Mariah? Maybe. So maybe they're all the same band. And then Tamara... Tamara, Tamara, and Emmy. Yeah, I have her like right at that cis level of like, if I don't see them cis- again, yeah, if I don't see them again, it's only fine. Um, I'd almost would ra- like I'm cis slightly ahead just because I feel like she was so weighed down by the, the Tommy of it all that I would like to see her free of him and like doing her own thing and like maybe getting involved in more stuff. So I would, I would rather see her come back, but like she's right in that, like, eh, maybe, maybe not range. Um, all right. Drinking game? Yes. You have it this week. Everyone back to work. Kyle Picard sent <laughs> over his stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Happy New Year, by the way. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year. I was talking to Kyle. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> when does that stop? I feel like we're, I feel like tomorrow, right? Is tomorrow the last day? Well, this is the first time I've talked to you. Oh, no, no, totally. In person, no, so. this is totally fair to say it yeah. now. Um, but like, even if, let's say if we didn't have one this week and like next week, I don't think I would say Happy New Year. I mean, I, I didn't even say Happy New Year to Keith and we recorded on like the third. I think I think if you haven't seen or talked to somebody, you have two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, that's fair. I'm willing to I'm willing to cap it at Jan one. Like, I'm, don't don't right. get me wrong. I'm just not going to scoff at it for another week. I might just jump ahead and start wishing people early Happy Valentine's Day. Just get ahead of it. Do you wish people a Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day often? Just early. You know, Happy Valentine's Day. Early All right, one. I would like to be wished a happy Valentine's Day by you every podcast we do between now and Valentine's Perfect. Day. Perfect. Slip it in. Two, two, two drinks this week. Um, there's a TJ compliment. TJ telling Nani that she looks like the old Nani. And one uh, non-uniform merch, Amber's MTV shirt. I didn't oh. see that. Did you see Amber's shirt? I couldn't, for a million dollars, I couldn't have told you that that was a rule. <laughs> and I know that was my rule, I think. <laughs> Yeah, it was your rule. But that's it. Only, only two. Only two. Do we have a rule already that's like any time a pair is actually eliminated? Did I add that the last one I added? Um, The last one you added was eliminated rider dimension. And okay. I have it shown. But I feel like that's never going to happen because there is no uh, house. But you have it mentioned. Okay, so anytime, like, for example, in the event that Fessel goes out and then there's actually an elimination, then that's one. So, like, so, Nelson, when Nelson got eliminated and therefore Norris comes out and also gets eliminated, that's a drink. Okay. I'm going to add just, like, a. I always, I like adding this as we get closer to the final. Anytime we get the generic uh, training montages. <laughs> I like Running, that. jumping jacks, stuff like that. We get, like, a nice training montage. Those are fun to look out for when there's not much else going on in the house. I mean, we really should have like a call home, but I get so like ugh about the calls home that like I don't want to. Maybe right. I Mitch watch the calls home. Eh, maybe next week. All right. A couple of five star views. Lojo one one seven and Ambi five two. Uh, early Happy New Year in this review from Ambi five two and twelve thirty. Oh, Thank you. Love to see it. Uh. 
but that's it. All right. You can subscribe. Rob's website.com slash challenge feed. You can follow me on Twitter and TikTok. Come on, Brian underscore. You can follow you. Follow me at Lash Tweets, and you can check out New Girl Old Guy with me and Akiva Winokur at anchor.fm slash new girl old guy. We'll be back next week for episode 14. Happy Valentine's Day. Bye.